Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. This week we're joining Nick Coolio of The Rise. Nick has been on fire this year, and I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. <laughs> Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh my God. Look at that top. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Scott. Dan is um again yet on vacation, the man with forever vacations. Um, I did a little intro, and I introduced Nick Cooley. Coolio, Nick Cooley, but it is the man Nick Kohili from The Rise. What's up? What's up? What's up, cool kid? What's going on, man? Oh, just, you know, fucking up these podcasts and um, <laughs> trying to make some sweet recoveries, but that's how we roll. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if, if people don't know of The Rise and they don't know of Nick... We'll give you a second. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Your um, your your what you guys got going on, and um, I'll, I'll just let you carry it. I mean, you're gonna be able to tell tell, tell a story about yourself and who you are better than I can. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Nickel Healy, uh, born and raised in Michigan, kind of been in that oh South Central area, I guess you could say. Um. Maybe a little bit more Eastern, but. Yeah, no, um, I joined up with Rise, with Tyler and uh, Mike, and, uh, you know, this would be our, this is going to be our fifth season doing the segment series that we do, which is a uh, semi-live, bi-weekly um, uh, video that we do. It's kind of, you know, taking taking everyone through through our deer season and how things are going and our success, our failures, whatever it is, and, you know, we're not hiding anything with it, but um, we've actually, you know, we've been filming and doing all that stuff since like 2014 some of us a little bit earlier but uh like i said this is gonna be our fifth season with uh with our segment series and that's kind of our our bread and butter for for the rise and um you know this year we're somehow we're we're off to a pretty dang good start at so far <laughs> where can you find these segment series um so you can either watch it or the rise hunt at uh, on youtube or uh, we're on Carbon TV also too, and that's you know to search the Rise Hunt on there also. And then obviously we're on all social media platforms too. Good deal, good deal. And and like you just alluded to, you're on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you want to you want to give your boy Tyler a shout out and give a little description about where that because uh, it, it was him struck first, right? Yep. Yep. So um, it would have been. Uh, beginning of September, you know, this kind of been our thing for the last last year and this year we uh, made our made a trip to North Dakota. Last year was our first year out there and kind of got our feet wet. Um, neither one of us really we had some a couple encounters, but never nothing ever ended up pulling through. So 
coming into this season, you know, coming this year, going back out there, we kind of had a head start, had a little bit better idea on how things kind of happened out there, the way that the deer were, what they were doing and whatnot. And um, so then this year we come out there and we got out a couple days early, did some scouting and, uh, um, you know, did a little bit of our, our uh, grunt work and whatnot. But yeah, open day, Tyler, Tyler had an awesome opportunity on one. Unfortunately, we didn't have the ending that we would have all hoped for, but um, so then he went out the second day on the buck that we just, we, it was, it was kind of a Hail Mary coming in the trip. You know, he said he wanted to hunt that deer and I told him go for it because I figured there was no way in heck that this deer was good daylight just from the pictures that we've had leading up. And uh, I don't know if something happened on the other side of the road where we figured he was coming from because it was all posted, posted land. But that deer ended up daylighting for him on the second day season. Um, he ended up hammering his biggest deer to date, which is like a hard, it was a hard 60 inch, 160 inch full velvet, perfect velvet buck. I mean, one that you, you kind of dream of, you know, if you're talking really seasoned velvet deer, it's basically a deer that you dream about. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, I mean, second day, second day season, we were already starting off on fire, but. With Beautiful. Him doing that, it opened up to where I had a free cameraman for the rest of our trip out there. Bonus. So, yeah. So, I mean, if, most of the majority of our filming that we all do is <clears throat> is all self-filming. So, I know, I know you know the struggle of that and how Absolutely. hard it can be at times. Um, so, and, you know, just, you, you can always tell. I mean, I don't care how good of a how good of a filmer <clears throat> producer you are. You self film hunts will never turn out near as good as um, when you have someone filming you. Um, you can do everything possible in your power, but you and coming from our end, like we can we notice when stuff self filmed. <laughs> and uh, I mean, a lot of guys can do a really really good job. And don't get me wrong, they'll do a really good job and you know make things turn out great, but. Still, it's just something when you got someone over your over your shoulder filming. It definitely takes you know it takes pressure off of you as a hunter, but also too a lot easier to kind of capture the mo- the moment and um, in a true manner how how it presents itself. Man, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah, I was that was very well said. Um, we've actually had a meeting about that, um, kind of because we me and Kyle do a lot of self filming and ends up being we get a lot more of. Boom, buck comes in. We do get the shot, kill it, and man, it's just a. It's like okay, man, that really okay. Now I got to do all this other stuff, and we find ourselves like going back and going, oh, oh man, I got done. I got a deer down. I got to redo this, redo that. Yeah, and, and it takes away from the moment, like you said. Absolutely, absolutely, and also too. I mean, he. We try, you know, we, we try to avoid in any way possible to have to do any recreate, you know, and it's just, I don't know, you can always tell when it's a recreate type thing, but sometimes you just, you have to, I mean, you, you might be missing that little, that little tiny piece of the puzzle, you know, whether it's something, you know, getting ready at the truck or whatever, something like that, but in any way possible form, we try our absolute best to never have to go back and do a recreate. But when you're self-filming, sometimes... <laughs> you're going to go back and recreate. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously you try to keep, you do your absolute best at ca- capture everything, you know, like with the deer coming in and 
you know, your reactions and stuff like that. Like that's stuff that you can't recreate no matter what you do. I don't care. It'll just never be close to the same. No. I mean, I got so many hunts of what I filmed where I'll just use an example. I'm looking at the fuzzy buck right now that I killed. You know, you don't see the far door four does that got me pinned on my right. <laughs> they don't have me pinned, but now they're in the that range of where they, they they're getting a little whiff. Yeah, they know I'm there, right? Mm-hmm. They know something ain't right, and I got a shooter in front of me with multiple other bucks, and the other bucks are kind of getting on tension, and he's getting a little tension, and this and that. But all I could do is really concentrate on the deer I'm going to shoot. I can't tell that story going on around me. So when people watch the shot, you know, it's like, why did you, man, shut up. You weren't fucking there. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even going into it. And I can't even tell you because it ain't like I could pan around and film the whole scenario. Like if I'm filming Kyle, I'm capturing the button bug that's right underneath us. And, You know, then I'm going back to Big Daddy coming through, and then I got the doe, and I'm panning back. I'm panning in. I'm capturing the whole hunt, and it, it just it just makes it better. But, man, we could talk all that filming crap, everything. I mean, get to the deer, man. You <laughs> you you came through, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were so – Tyler tagged out second day, and uh, I think we ended up with <laughs> – Oh, I can't remember. It was like eight or nine days left after, after the hunt. Um, so for me, you know, I was like, all right, well, Tyler's done. Um, that means, you know, pretty much every spot that we have is opened up to me, you know? And, but the thing was also is, um, you know, that was kind of one of the bigger deer that we wanted to go after. And, um, we really didn't know what, what to do after that because, we didn't have a whole lot of uh, other bucks showing up like that of caliber that we wanted to try going after. <clears throat> so, um, you know, we were kind of left scratching head a little bit, but, um, so our, our buddy out there, his name's Tyler also. Um, he basically just sent, sent me with a bunch of pins and said, you know, so I was up every morning, at, you know, crack of dawn, driving around, covering as much, you know, pulling the gravel as much as I could trying to lay eyes on a deer or, you know, go drive by some spots and, you know, so you lay eyes on them to see if it was something worth looking, diving into a little bit deeper or not. So, I mean, I did that for, I think, four or five days. And then, um, or probably four, it was four days. And then finally he sent us to one. He comes, you know, we come back to the house one night and he's like, um, he's like, well, how far do you want to drive? And you know, my response was, I don't care how far I got to drive as long as it's worth it, type of thing. Right. So he, so he sent me three pens, and he's probably, he's like, oh, they're probably about a half hour, forty five minutes from the house here. It's like, all right. So you know, wake up, ass crack of dawn, and the next day, start driving, get out there, go cruise by a couple of the pens. You know, they're kind of them spots where I'm looking at them, and you know, just. Yeah, like, you know, there's a chance you could probably kill some, get on something there, but nothing really just like struck to where I'm like, yes, this is a spot, I, you know, type thing. Until the very last pin that he sent me for over in that area, we drove down and um, drove down the front side of it and 
it almost looked like, I don't know if someone was working or like clearing an area, doing some great work for, to potentially start building a house or they, or a barnyard where they're keeping, you know, storage green bins or something like that out there. So we come around the front side of the, of this, of this area. And as soon as I saw that, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, you know, so then they have all these roads, what they call prairie roads out there, which is basically almost like a two track that cuts between, you know, farmers fields or property, you know, different properties and um, 100% legal for you to drive down or anything like that. So as I'm kind of circling this property, I go, I turn and go down this, down one of the prairie roads and um, see like it's old abandoned barnyard with some trees on it. And um, then I see some corn on the backside and, it wasn't until I got to the south side, south side of that property, all of a sudden it opened up to where there's a bunch of kind of, you know, chest high grass and um, some sloughs. And literally then all of a sudden we're just driving along and I just see a beat down run, runway going through, the, going through the grass. So I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, type of thing. It's just kind of any a blind man could have, found, you know, saw the sign. Right. So I get out, kind of do a little bit more investigating on the area and there's just, there's just, crossing you know crisscrosses all through the through the grass a beat down trail so i'm like all right this is a spot for us to kind of focus on and um earlier in the week it you know warmed up on us by new late in the tail end of the week it was good we were getting our cold front that kind of pushed through and it was good bring those northerly winds so pretty much the whole week i was kind of trying to find spots and prep for those northerly winds um knowing that that was going to kind of be our best chance was later in that week. Right. The temperatures kind of cooled off. So luckily as we, as I had it, that spot pretty well laid out pretty well for North winds. So I kind of basically thinking like, all right, this is our spot for the, for the latter part of the week. And, um, so anyways, we get, we go in there and we hunt one, go and hunt one time and, um, see a pretty decent buck, you know, as, for me, I've never killed a, I've never killed a velvet deer. It's kind of been one of my goals. And we had one come in. He was probably he's probably a younger caliber, but he you know he had some cool character to him with like an inline point and split and a split G two and just kind of one of the ones where he perked me a little bit. But at the same point too, you know, he's just he wasn't the caliber I was going I was going after. Um, so you know, sitting there the first time that was, you know, I was like, all right, you know, first sit in there, thought it was pretty good. And, um, but also, you know, like I knew a couple of days down the road that things would just get better. Um, we ended up tossing the camera up there also too. And it wasn't, I think like that night or the next night we had a buck show up. That was just a slammer of an eight point and, uh, you know, pretty much one once immediately, no questions asked, like, yep, this is the guy. Right. And, uh, he had some palmation on the one, he had some palmation on the one side of him, And, um, so yeah, pretty much he was, you know, that's at that point, I'm like, all right, that's the deer I'm going after. And, uh, another day goes on by and, you know, we end up getting, it got warmed up to like almost 90 degrees one day. And, um, we had one other spot that, that North Dakota Tyler already, you know, kind of had set up beforehand and it was kind of a, it was a water hole and, um, we had two bucks pop in there one day. So I'm like, all right, well, it's going to be 90 degrees. There's water there. Hopefully these deer are going to need water. So we sat there on that, on that hot day, 
one little buck is all we ended up seeing. And then, um, so the next day, temps dropped down. I'm like, all right, we're going to go in and we're going to go kill that palmate, that palmate at eight point. So we go in there and um, see some good bucks, you know, some good younger bucks and whatnot. And uh, it's probably an hour before dark. All of a sudden, I catch a deer out in the grass, you know, probably 800 yards out type thing. I'm just staring at burning a hole through them with my binos. And I just see big frame. So, so far away, I couldn't really tell what deer it was, but I could see big frame. And pretty much at that point, I'm like, well, there he is. There's our guy type of thing. You yeah, know, came like, yeah, I was like, well, you know, I'm like, that's the only one that's that big enough, you know, that big. And uh, so we watch him, and he ends up working off to the south, kind of one of them things where it's like, well, shit, you know, cool. We got to see him, but he was so far away. And um, so then it gets, you know, starts to get dark, and uh, we're sitting there. We got this doe that comes in under us and ends up kind of, she caught some movement or something like that and kind of boogers up a little. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple minutes later, I look back to the north of us and I, I can see a deer. And I'm like, like that kind of looks like a buck, you know, I pull up the bino. It was just getting dark enough to where it's like, I couldn't tell. And um, so I pulled the binos and instantly I'm like, holy shit, there's a guy. <laughs> he's, you know, he's at like a hundred yards and wanting to come in. But then this, you know, we just had that dough blow. So he's just kind of, you know, doing what he, you know, what they do just kind of sitting there all right what's she wigging out about kind of checking his you know checking the basics and making sure everything's all good for himself well at this point you know it just keeps getting dark you know a little bit darker and a little bit darker and um and then you know he kind of hits that point where he's like all right everything's good and um so he he ends up you know starts working in again stops at stops at a tree and works a scrape and and uh, he's probably about like 40 yards. He works works the scrape, and then as soon as he's done working the scrape for a couple minutes, he just starts shredding apart a bush. And uh, when he was done shredding apart the bush, he ended up having a bunch of it stuck in his antlers and everything. And so it was like, it was like, okay, here we go. Oh, that's crazy. Comes in, tw- comes in 20 yards, and it's just getting to that point where it's dark enough. And he, and, um, so I was like, well, you know, it's now or never. Like a guy tried second to last day of our hunt basically at this point and you know this is the first opportunity i've had so came to full draw had his head down which was mistake number one and i let it rip and it just it's sent right just just over his back but with his head down like that he just preloaded so much and and ended up ducking me on on the shot so pretty much at that point, you know, I was just deflated. Like, you know, we, we've been hunting for eight days hard. You know, I've been up sun up, sun down, pretty much getting four and a half, five hours of sleep a night. By the time you get back from hunting and then you're back up at 530 in the morning, hitting the gravel, just deflated, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'm getting, you know, look at my wounds that night, have a few beers, kind of <laughs> heal, heal, heal myself a little bit and, you know, at that point, you know, I'm pretty much like, well, you know, that was, uh, that was my opportunity of the trip. Um, so, you know, the next day we're basically like, okay, well, we end up leaving everything there that night, which most of the time we were pretty much every day, every time we were going in, we're, we're hanging a set and pulling it down. And, um, with it just being so late in the night at that time, where everything kind of happened, we're like, whatever, we'll, 
we got one day left. We'll come back in here tomorrow morning. We'll grab all our stuff and, you know, cause we'll get out, you know, we'll be done here. So next day rolls around, get up and in the morning, ended up just kind of sleeping in that day a little bit. And, <laughs> and Tyler, um, Tyler, you know, he, he's like, well, he's like, you want the, the good news or bad news? I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't know, I guess whatever, you know, just tell me. Right. And, um, so this water, the water hole spot that we hunted on when it was 90 degrees, he's like, well, those two bucks showed back up. One we called Zeus and then one was a, was a tent here. You know, Zeus was just basically a big eight point. And then there was the flyer 10, which, you know, 10 with the flyer, obviously. And they were both in there at like seven o'clock that morning, just on the, you know, just, you know, they, they were daylight by early morning there. Right, right. And he's like, they're, um, these two bucks were in here. I'm like, I'm like, how's that bad news? I'm like, let's go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, there's like, if we're getting, you know, early season like that, from what I found out is if you get a picture of them in the daylight in the morning, they, they can't be far at all. Right. They're there. Yeah. So I'm like, well, there's no bad news about that. Like we screwed the pooch on the, on this one and he already knows what's, he already knows what's going on. So it's game over for him. So let's jump in after these guys. And, um, so, you know, we go around, we, that day kind of collect all our stuff from all of our spots because we're plan was, you know, hunt that night. And then we're waking up first thing at the next morning, you know, the next morning and hit the road to try to get home at a decent time. So we do all running around and whatnot, and um, we're getting ready to head out for the evening. And it's, you know, still it's still warmer temps, but it wasn't, you know, 90, 90 degrees or 85 degrees like it's been most of the week type thing. And um, as we're going in, it's basically, there was a strip probably, I guess it was probably, probably about 100 yards wide. It was all just round bales i cut hay round bales and then on one side was standing corn and on the other side was cattle pasture um so like I, I, you know from the night the night before that smaller buck we saw there was a little tiny pothole slough um other than the one that we we're sitting on it was you know kind of a, the slough that we we're sitting on was probably maybe 100 yards wide by 100 yards deep but it just real tight real tight corridors with it and pretty much one one tree to hang a stand in and it was cottonwood where you know we're just like man you're sticking out in that thing <laughs> but um so going in that morning going in that afternoon hunt, I was like i know these deer are getting close so i was really i was really hoping that they were gonna be in that in the other little pothole slew to the north where we saw that smaller buck come from um the, there the last time we sat there and um so we're like you know just going in just trying to be super careful I'd go about hard, you know, 50 to 100 yards, stop at one of the round bales and just glass, glass the slough that we're going to be sitting in, just hoping if, if there is anything, you know, if they are in that slough right there, that maybe I'd be able to catch them, or, you know, bedded in there somehow or another. And then pretty much we got to a point within 100 yards. So I was like, well, I was like, if they're in there, we're probably going to blow them out, and that's going to be that, or hopefully they're in that, up, in that other one that's to the north. So we get in there and got the stand, got stands hung. And at that point, you know, I felt pretty confident that we got in there without, you know, bumping them. So I either figured they're in that slew, you know, in that slew to the north or possibly in, in the corn. 
But so then that night, obviously knowing that the Bucks were in there, is kind of you know just anticipation was high, was at all time high. Like, will I probably at least see these deer? If not, have a, have a really good opportunity at them. Yeah, it's bottom, um, bottom the ninth, and you got a good shot to win the game. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like basically at that point, I I felt more confident in that set than I did the entire time I was there. Basically, just like you know, sometimes when you go in there, you just you know that there's some really good. Yeah, really I, good just, I just I just ninjaed three hundred yards in the stands <laughs> up, and we didn't blow a single fawn or doe or buck. Yeah, exactly, and. So the night goes on, and you know we kind of start seeing some deer, some does, and off in the distance moving around, and and uh, just kind of normal, typical stuff or whatever. And then it was about, oh, I think it was about seven, seven, seven thirty ish. And now, you know, well over an hour before dark, Austin Tyler just grabs me and he goes, just goes buck, giant buck, right there. He's like, I just watched this, watched him get up out of his bed. So at that point, you know, I'm like, where, like, you know, like on pins and needles like all right where's this deer at type of thing and um I, there was one little tiny like water hole that we're sitting on and right on the other side of this water hole these deer are just standing there like 70 yards away oh you gotta be and, kidding uh, me <laughs> yeah it's like i've always heard people like oh yeah i got in i set up you know 50 yards or 70 yards or 100 yards from this from this deer's bed and most of the time, I'm like, yeah, okay, bullshit, whatever, uh-huh, <laughs> you know, right. type of thing. But that is, like, literally these deer were just on the other side of these cattails. And it's like, holy shit, like, game on, you know, type thing. It's all three of them were right there. And, um, you know, our, they're already set, you know, with within 100 yards. And we got over an hour until dark. So I'm like, all right, like, it's on type thing. And, um, so they kind of did what they, you know, kind of expected is they just, they got up, milled around a little bit, and then they went over and got a drink and just kind of took their time, you know, but, you know, knowing that it still had plenty of time until dark, it was just, wasn't worried. Basically, I was just at this point, it was like, be very careful with our movements just because we're in this, in this cottonwood tree that's basically half dead with not much cover so it's just basically like just be very careful with their movements and um so yeah they ended up doing all their stuff milling around and um where we had pictures of them there's like a there's a big mound of dirt and uh most of the time that we're getting these pictures these these bucks were kind of working down the down the in between the that mound of dirt and the edge of the corn so it's like eventually I was like, all right, so they're probably going to work, you know, work down that edge right there. And when they do that, basically it puts that mound of dirt, puts a break in between us in between me and them where I wouldn't be able to see them. Nice. So in my, in my head, I'm already playing it through my head. Like, okay, they're going to go behind that mound of dirt. I'm going to come to full draw when they're behind there. And then they're going to pop out and that's going to be my shot. And it's going to be, you know, 20, 25 yard shot. Right. Well, you, you got it all planned out. Yeah, it's pretty much at this point. I'm 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 already basically slapping hands, cracking a beer, and celebrating. You know, right? You got them in the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, again, well, you know, getting way too ahead of myself. But that's like you know how I just I felt that confident that it was gonna happen type thing. And um, so lo and behold, you know, there's the two bigger ones and one smaller eight. And uh, that smaller eight, he ends up working the edge of the cattails in between me and that mound of dirt i'm like oh gosh like <laughs> like all right you know and 
he's like, now they're going to come in real, you know, real tight on us. And yeah, now you, got a, point. you got a night, you got a cock block out there now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm basically, you know, I'm in position. He's working down that edge. And, and when you watch the footage back, he, there, you can see the, when the, the GoPros, I mean, you can just see me all already in position. I'm just looking out the corner of my eye, you know, watching, like just letting him go by, not even moving, not even looking at him, just kind of, you know, I watched him out of the corner of my eye because I knew the other ones were right behind him. You know, about a minute later, you know, kind of come in this hunt, you know, we had pictures of both these deer and I just went back and forth, you know, type thing. And which one to shoot, which one am I going to shoot? And, um, the eight, you know, the eight had a big frame to him. He was just a real big frame eight point. And then, um, the 10, you know, it was just a real solid 10 point. And with that flyer is basically what ended up getting them kind of thing. It's like the character, you know, I've never killed one with the flyer and up on it. And then <clears throat> I kept looking, you know, I was looking at the pictures. It's like, well, the time looks like he's got a bigger body. And pretty much it just boiled down to him. Like, I don't care. Whichever one gives me the first opportunity, that's the one that I'm going to try, that I'm going to try to shoot. And uh, just ended up working out where the 10 was, you know, second in the line. And uh, he come popping out right behind them cattails at like 15 yards. And I let her rip. And initially I was like, okay, a little bit forward. But as soon as he, as soon as I lost the arrow, hit him and he spun and took off, I just saw blood springing instantly. So yeah, like, bingo. Right, you know, yeah, I'm like, all right, we're done, you know, done. It's done. And um, so he goes and peels out of there. And he gets to about a hundred yards, and then there's there was like another mound of dirt over there, and he kind of goes back behind that mound of dirt, and kind of give it a couple minutes, and he never ends up popping back out. So at that point, me and Tyler are high five and celebrating like he's down right there, type of thing. And um, so I'm already jumping on the phone, making phone calls, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I end up looking back out. You know, the other two bucks are still out there, just basically like, all right, like, well really weren't phased too bad realistically and then also i'm you know making my phone calls and i look and i see three deer out there and i'm like what the heck <laughs> you know like oh, what's going on you know like that's not good like he should have been dead right behind there and his blood instantly and uh so just like basically at that point it was like all right mode switched again like keep eyes on this deer figure out what's going on you know why he ain't dead yet and and you know just basically switch gears a hard a hard you know hard 80 degrees and um so we watch this deer he goes off and he beds down on the edge of the corn for about five minutes and then gets up walks about you know goes real slow and basically almost acting like i guess like a gut shot deer would kind of be but right. I, was, I knew you know i knew i wasn't i knew if anything else forward more forward in the shoulder but i watched it very all the way up to the flushing like like, I was like, okay, so I didn't hit shoulder, you know, I didn't hit shoulder to where I didn't get any penetration. And that, but he would just get up and he'd bed down. And, and we watched him till, all the way till dark and we probably watched him bed at least five, get up and move bed down five different times. Granted, he probably only covered from the first time, you know, from the first time I seen him get up and then bed down, he probably maybe only covered not even a hundred yards in that point and bedded down that many times. Yeah, he's hurting. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I, I, I knew that, like, the, he wouldn't be doing that unless, you you know, something was, something was going to happen. And um, so we ended up watching the footage back, and I ended up being pretty good amount forward where it was more front, sh- front shoulder 
kind of almost in that fine line between shoulder and neck, kind of. And um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I don't know, you know, I don't know how that happened or whatnot, but obviously I pulled my shot somehow. But I was fairly confident, you know, with you know, with watching him bed that many times that okay, he's gonna be a dead deer. Um, so at that point, you know, I was just like, all right, let's back out. We'll give him some time. We'll, um, you know, we'll go get, go a couple drinks, have some dinner and I'll kind of decide from there what the next step's going to be. So we go do all that. And, um, pretty much at that point I was like, all right, well, let's go back. It's been like four hours at this point, And I'm like, I'm just going to put a, you know, I'm going to get a, a bright light and I'm going to just ease out kind of in that hay field where he was bedding down all bedding down and just kind of shine that light and see if I can see him. Um, you know, and then if I do either he's going to be dead or I'm going to see that he's alive and we'll go from there. So I ease out about, you know, hard yards or so and just got to the point where I was like, I don't see him and I didn't feel comfortable I, I didn't feel, you know, I was like, I just didn't feel 100% confident. So pretty much at that point, I just backed back out and said, you know, you know what, if he's, he'll be there in the morning. If he's dead, he's dead, he's going to be there in the morning. If he's not, you know, we'll give him, it'll give him more time to die. But, you know, in the back of my head, my biggest worry was coyotes because coyotes were, bad, you know, super bad right. out there. And that's the reason why I, I even went back in that second or in the middle of the night there was just because of the worry of coyotes. But, you know, like I said, didn't, didn't see him out there. I didn't want to push him too far and risk maybe possibly bumping him. So I pulled out, and um, so we go back, to, you know, end up going back first thing in, in the morning and uh, literally walked right up to the deer. <laughs> and it's just like he might he might have went a, he went a little bit further from where we last saw him at dark. Right. Um, but – I, it's hard, it's hard saying, you know, Hey, when in doubt you back out. Yeah. And you know, it's, I learned, uh, I learned, uh, um, you know, I had one deer that really, really, you know, it's kind of one of the things where it's like, I knew I should have backed out and I kept pushing forward. And it, uh, you know, it was kind of one of the, the deals where I don't know if the deer, I, you know, I bumped him and I don't know if, if I didn't, if he would have been dead there the next morning or not type of thing. Absolutely. And, so it was pretty much, yeah, I just. So where did the arrow, what did you hit? It basically went in. So it would have been kind of right there, like I said, front, like front of the shoulder, kind of in that, in that crease between shoulder and neck. So it went in right there and it ended up coming out actually fairly good. So he had a, it had a little bit of a quarter two, just enough quarter two where it came out pretty much middle of shoulder. Um, I don't, and the only thing I can think of is, you know, I hit the main art was for the there to be blood instantly like that. I had to have hit some sort of artery in the neck, and then it basically just clipped the top of a lung. So that's he, all it was. That's he was a one one lung and maybe an artery in the neck. Yeah, and that was that was it. Wow, lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so anyways, yeah, that's. That was our North Dakota trip, and With the, and that our, deer was the the ten flyer. Yep, yep, that was the flyer ten, and um, he ended up put him at like uh, I think he's right around one forty five and some change. Beautiful. So for, I mean, for me, it was what a trip. 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, me and Tyler have done quite a few trips out of state, and usually, you know, if one of us shoots a deer, we're, we're lucky, but for both of, both of us to go out and, and kill a deer and have have more than one opportunity each, it was just like, I mean, we, both of us alone rode pretty much every emotional roller coaster that you could even thought of that week. Right, you guys tagged out, got, you know, two beautiful deer. Yeah. Went from the highs of he's down, he's going to be right there. We're going to pull the truck up, throw him in, get good pictures. To why is he walking around? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then no sleep, and, and he's right there. Yeah, and you know, it just uh, yeah, I don't know. No coyote, <laughs> no coyote, ass. no coyote, no coyotes, no nothing either. Thank God, you know, it's like that was like I said, that was like my biggest worry, but. I Ain't that crazy? What, they call you a tro- they'll call you a trophy hunter, but you're you're sitting there freaking out, going, "Man, you know what? I want to have my trophy, but I still want my game." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just for the sake of everything. I mean, I, I I get it. You know, nature's got its its life circle and everything along those lines, but still, you know, we put that much time and money and work and effort into it and everything. It's yeah, I want my deer meat. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, shit, that shit was twenty dollars a pound. <laughs> more than that. By all said and done, yeah, yeah, that's the most expensive. Yeah, that's wag. That's wagyu. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so yeah, needless to say, with that next day, we were supposed to be leaving at you know, we were gonna leave at six o'clock in the morning. We didn't end up in the road until about I don't know. I guess it was probably one thirty-two o'clock by the time. You got them all, keep, you know, cut up and caped out and all that fun stuff. So that next Monday uh, or the next day of work was pretty interesting when we got home. That rolled in, rolled in the driveway at 5 a.m. and had to be to work that day. Oh, <laughs> but oh. Was, yeah. Was, but and, and you know, it's like that's you know that's. I mean, that's the more. that's the rise. That's what gets you going. That's the yeah. The grind, three sixty-five. Yeah, you know, you know that like, when you go in for their last hunt type of thing like that, you know that there's that risk <laughs> that, uh, that you may end up happening. You wouldn't change it for the world. No, it's hundred percent. I mean, if I if I was that worried about it, I would have, you know. I yeah, well, congratulations, man! I was super pumped when it came across. You know, we were pumped when when Tyler got his. We was like, oh, cool, Tyler got it. That's a beautiful buck. Boom, boom, boom. And then later, you know, like, oh, my God, they're still out there. Yeah. And the cool yeah. kid just got one. We're like, hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that was one that, I mean, literally, I mean, I'll get I'll get emotional at times, but, I mean, it's just really just like deer dependent. But that was one where it just, I just had a freaking, I had a, a just a dump, an absolute, you know, dump of emotions when I when I shot that deer. It was just one of them ones where it's like I busted my, you know, it's only, granted, it was only, you know, a week and a half long trip, but it's like I busted my ass so hard for that deer. Hey, you hunted hard. Yeah, and it's like I said, you know, it was it was up every morning at 4.30, you know, 4.30 or 5.30 in the morning and just nonstop go, like, and, and, you know, by the time you get back and from hunting, you eat dinner, and then it's 12 o'clock and you're just – you're just living off of four hours of sleep. I mean, 
it's just, you know, so wore down, but at the same point, too, you know, it's like I was hey, after, what, last, after last. Hey, anybody listening going, hey, I don't quit boohooing about how hard it was. I'd have traded my nine to five job to be where you were sitting. Oh, 100%. All day long. Yeah. <laughs> There's no boohooing. It's just like. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. You put the time in. You worked hard. You traveled the miles. You scouted. You were scouting on the road. You put the game plan together literally yeah. twice. Yeah. You know, and then you miss a, a stud of a, a palmated giant eight with 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 a cactus in his, you know, his antlers. Yeah. And then you're no. right back in the game and, you know. You pull it off at the you know bottom of the ninth with two outs. Yeah, that's uh, just it's just you know like I said it was like you know you put everything together and I just had basically just an emotional dump at that point and you know that was one that really is like you know there's there's times where I, you know where I'm like hey, you know oh I got lucky but that one is like truly like I, you know it's like I felt no like you I were the shot the shot. Where the arrow went through there and clipped that long and all that—that that was the lucky part. Yeah. But you yeah. earned that. You earned that deer. Yeah. You you no. put your time in. You 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 didn't stop. You didn't go to the bar and get drunk every night. You didn't. No, you were out there grinding. And mad respect to that man. That's awesome. Congrats on that. Well, so thank you. Thank you. You went from that high, <laughs> and then you get back, and the next hunt is. It's just you just keep on rolling, man. Right? This, <laughs> yeah, so, this hosted shit's easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we get that was like you know first week of September, what our first first week and a half. Um, so we get back and pretty much at that point, you know, it's um, you know, just kind of focusing on getting ready for Michigan, which you know we still had a couple weeks until Michigan season opened up. Um, so you know, obviously I was. I was out there early summer, got my cameras out and everything like that, like everyone else. And um, I ended up getting, I got a picture of a couple bucks where I pretty much come in the season. I had three, uh, three bucks that I was good. Probably that was good target. Um, one, I just, you know, pretty simple, self-explanatory. One, one, I was calling a big eight. One's a big ten. And then um, I had this other buck that showed up at, Immediately, I was like, "Okay, that's a pretty sweet ass deer. Like, we're gonna call, we're gonna go for him." And, you know, I ended up started calling him Goofy just because that's what he is. You know, he's basically just a big four point side. Uh, you know, like your typical four point side, and then um, the other side is just two, basically two giant spikes on the one, on the other side. Um, so yeah, had those three deer in mind. And, um, but coming this, coming this season, the way the crop rotation was is, so at my farm, there's a lot of ag out there. Um, so I've done food plots, but never really see the results on them. Um, as, as you know, like, I guess as good as results as I would like to see on a food plot, but that's just because I figure so much that there's just so much other food farm out there with all the ag, you know, you got corn and beans and everything else. Right, right. I mean, it's for them to come in and hit my little, my little quarter acre food plot. It just wasn't seeing the results exactly like I wanted to. 
So, anyways, coming into the season, I knew the crop rotation was um, uh, one of my more better producing woodlots was going to have corn surrounding it. So, this year, I basically decided that instead of doing food plots, I was going to talk to the farmer and see if I could brush hog the corn where my food plots typically are. One, I knew that it'd be putting a lot of food on a lot of food on the on the ground and easy for the deer to you know to eat at. And also, two, it was gonna help open up those areas a little bit to where um, for bow range, you know, type thing where right. it wasn't just where I wasn't tucked up right up against standing corn. <laughs> um, so that was kind of like you know dual pur- dual purpose for me is what I was thinking. Um, so anyways, yeah, going into the season, you know, I had those bucks showing up on camera and, um, go to, you know, my biggest thing with my, for for my farm is that just basically, I just try to, I try to stay the hell out of there. Um, I'll go and I'll do all my work I need to do in the end of May during turkey season. And then I'll do one trip in sometime around that beginning of July, put my cell cameras out and, that's pretty much all I like to go in there for uh, until season comes in. So, but with, uh, so yeah, do that, um, go North Dakota, come back. And, um, my game plan was, I was going to end up doing one more trip in there, had it all figured out for the week for one weekend. It was going to be two weeks before season came in. I, I was going to go in there and I was going to brush hog that corn. Yep. Um, a little nervous doing it, being that close to season and going in there and, disturbing things and you know making commotion but at that point you know i knew you know it's either that or i did during season is kind of what i was thinking and i really didn't want to do it during season so i had everything all planned out one weekend i was like all right you know go in there middle of the day do that get in there get out and be done with it and uh just sit back and watch cameras from there well of course things don't always work out that easy sometimes and didn't end up getting it done that weekend and um ended up like a couple days later in the middle of the week i had a little bit of time open up so instead i was out there at freaking 7 30 until 9 30 at night <laughs> talking corn when i don't want to be out there obviously at all <laughs> and um so it's out there got the brush got the corn all brush hogged and just at that point, just, you know, I'm already nervous enough going into my farm that close to season and doing all that commotion. Then I'm out there at the absolute worst time to be doing it as far as I was concerned. But okay. I, knew it, I, I knew it needed to be done. It was kind of one of the things where it's like I knew it needed to be done, and that was the only time I had to do it. So, you know, I get, put the cam- you know, get the cameras kind of shifted back around on those and uh, just basically nervous wreck at that point, you know, like, Hopefully I didn't just screw this up by going in there and doing that. Hopefully I didn't pull these deer out. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I know deer are pretty pretty tolerable to farm you know all the farm equipment and yeah. everything like that. So you know, in the back of my head, I had that too. These battles um, that we we do in our head. Yeah, for no reason half the time either. Correct. Like, either, but, you know, we just overthink it and try to do everything that we can and do the right thing that we can every time. But you know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I'm um, with you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just knowing I'm, I'm like, okay, this is how he's going. He's like, fuck, I got to do this. Do I do yeah. this? Do I really want to do this? I got to do this. This was the plan. 
Uh, I'm like farm equipment. They're going to think I'm farm equipment. Uh, but my farm, my tractor don't sound like the farmer's tractor. But if I put a <laughs> yeah. big old cup over my muffler and it'll sound like his, but then it'll stall out. Fuck. What do I do? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, you play the gamble in your head. But so anyways, yeah, I uh, got that, got the uh, corn brush hog two weeks before season. And um, just kind of sat back at that point, you know, I was like, all right, well, I got two weeks and I'm going to wash these cameras. And uh, it literally was probably two days later, all of a sudden my cameras are just lighting up in, the, in that brush. Because I did two spots. One was just under probably a quarter acre and the other one was about a quarter acre. And um, my cameras are just lighting up in these spots with deer. So right. I'm, like, all right. I'm like, all right, sweet. Here we go. Like. This is what, you know, it's working out how kind of how I wanted it to. Um, and, uh, at the, you know, so that's starting to get closer to season. Obviously, keep an eye on the wet, you know, watching the weather, kind of, you know, like, all right, let's hope, you know, crossing our fingers that we got a cold front that, you know, that first weekend and that, uh, you know. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, then, uh, again, you know, I keep getting pictures, of, you know, and what was kind of, was, a good change this year was those the three deer that I was targeting were not camera shy whatsoever. It just seemed like I don't know if it was just because I had my cameras in the right spot or what, but I mean I wouldn't go a couple days without pictures of them. So you know, already come in season, you know, I'm, I'm getting even more jacked up, and um, I start I got one stand that's on a tree line. Basically, it's, there's a tree line that runs between the two wood lots. And uh, it had beans in front of it. And it was probably about, uh, it's probably about 300 yards down from one of the cut corn, or one of the spots where I did the cut corn. And um, so I started getting pictures. It was like, I think three days before season, I get a picture of um, of Goofy. And he's like in the morning, broad daylight, heading, heading back into one of the woodlots. And at that point, I'm just thinking, I'm like, like that's a dead deer walking, you know, type thing in my, and it's, that's what I'm thinking in my head. And, um, I'm just, you know, I'm just like, all right, you know, was, here we go type thing. And, uh, cause I killed a buck two years ago. That was pretty much almost identical scenario. And, um, so day before, you know, I get, keep getting pictures of those other bucks too. And, uh, basically, you know, when they, when I get a picture of them in the morning, going back into one of the woodlots, I, it's almost like, you know, I almost, it's almost a guarantee I'll get a picture of him that evening coming, coming back out. And, um, so I got a picture of him that evening coming back out. And, uh, so, you know, again, I'm like, all right, here we go. Like this is shaping, uh, shaping up to like, just like the buck I killed two years ago. And, um, so day before season, again, broad daylight in the morning, goofy going into, going into this wood lot. I'm like, again, just like dead deer walking. At that point, you know, I'm talking to, you know, Tyler and the guys. I'm like, it's a guarantee I get a picture of them coming out tonight. And um, so I'm sitting there waiting for my waiting for my camera to go off. <laughs> Nothing. And all of a sudden, I, you know, camera goes off. And I look, farmer's out there combining the beans. <laughs> I'm like, all right, uh, this might throw in a little bit of a wrench for me. And um, I'm like, there. This is gonna change things up a little bit. 
And uh, sure enough, though, I'm on real good relations with my farmer. Anytime he sees a good deer or something like that, usually he'll call me and tell me. So all of a sudden that night I get a phone call from him and he says, you'll never guess what I just saw. I said, yeah, you just saw a big, goofy, big, goofy looking dude, didn't you? He says, you know, he's like, he might have been in there, but I saw three real good bucks. I'm like, really? You know, type thing. And um, he's like, you know, when they ended up boogering off, they went, you know, the went southeast pretty much and da da. And uh, I'm like, okay. Wasn't he? Ten minutes later, all of a sudden I get a picture of um, Goofy and the Big Eight right there in my in my brush hog corn. So pretty much he pushed them right, and they ended up going right into that brush hog corn. They were probably by the time I got a picture of them there, it was about ten minutes after legal time. So. At that point, you know, I'm like, all right, like, okay, let's make, you know, them, them cutting these beans might, <clears throat> might change things up a little bit on me, but, uh, but, you know, they, these deer have been pretty frequent uh, on my camera, so I still felt like there was pretty good odds that one way or another I can get on them. Um, so come in, just come into the next, you know, come in the season, I look, you know, look at the winds, and it's basically northeast winds. Um, pretty much for the first few days and which lays out perfect for one, for one of the spots that I did the brush hog core and actually that fence line where I was getting picked when I was getting pictures of them those couple of days before season. Um, so come into season or open day, I'm basically like, all right, I'm going in, I'm going into that brush hog court. Um, you know, camera's just been blowing up, blowing up there with deer. And um, a little bit warmer than I would have liked, obviously, but uh, still knew that there was, you know, that early in the season, the deer have been used to the hot weather all summer long, so there's probably a chance they still might be able to get, get on them. Um, so going open, open in the evening, sit that brush hot corn, have a great sit. I mean, I ended up seeing like nine bucks and, um, and nine does, I think it was too, and so coming out of that, coming out of that sit, I'm like, oh, that was real good. You know, can't complain with that. You know, nothing, nothing I want, you know, nothing I want that got me excited or nothing, but still it was, it was a great, great first set in Michigan, I figured. Yeah. Um, so going into the second day of season, still Northeast wind. And I'm a very like cautious hunter usually. And I hate going into the same spot more than once. And but coming in, I was like, nor- I was like northeast winds. You know, I'm like, I had such a good sit the night before, and the kind of way the thing, the way it was laying out, is pretty well bulletproof with the northeast wind for me to get in and out of there without disturbing any deer. That night before, I didn't have any deer kind of get, you know, no deer got edgy, no nothing. So I was like, all right, screw it, I'm going back in there, because I just felt like that was kind of my my best right, chance yeah. at that point. You were, you were money. Yeah. So I go in that second night, and um, again, I mean, I ended up seeing like, like 11 bucks that, that second night, and I think like eight or nine does again, and uh, had a beautiful two-and-a-half-year-old 10-point come in that will be, you know, if he makes it through, he'll be a slammer. But, you know, so again, I, coming out of the second night again, I'm like, man, that was, you know, another, another great hunt. Can't complain with it one bit, but again didn't see any of the bucks any of the three bucks that i, that right. I was after so you know I, I didn't have any pictures of them on any of my other cameras or anything like that either in, the, in that two you know two day time frame 
so at that point, you know, I start scratching my head a little bit too, like, okay. And, um, so roll, we're rolling into, into Monday at this point. I'm like, well, shit, I got to go to work tomorrow anyways. You know, I had those first couple of days, I'll, you know, got to work all week. I probably won't, you know, again, there's cold front moving in for the following weekend. I'll just, you know, I'll set it out until the, you know, until the following weekend when that cold front moves in. So I wake up in the middle of the night on, you know, between Sunday and Monday, look at my phone. I got the big ten. I got the big ten on camera and the big eight. I'm like, all right, cool. At least you know, finally they showed up on camera again. And um, you know, I go back to bed, wake up in the morning, scrolling through my pictures again, big eight, big ten again, and they were in that in the brush hog corn where I sat the fir- the first two days. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then. They were in there probably, I think, like around like, uh, they were they were the last, like almost seven o'clock, so still dark, but you know, pretty close, pretty close to daylight. So in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, they probably aren't too far. Start, you know, keep scrolling through my pictures, and at six o'clock, six o'clock that morning, I get I got a picture of Goofy too, and he's over on, he's on the far southeast corner of my farm, which is probably. A little over a quarter mile between the two spots. And um, I'm like, well, cool. You know, like I got a picture of all three of them. And I started scratching my head a little bit like, okay, well, the, the picture I got goofy, he was pretty much coming out of where a spot where I knew he wasn't going to be bedded there. You know, because he was, I got the picture of him was coming out. So I knew that he probably wasn't going to be bound there. So I either assumed that he was going to be in the corn and standing corn in between the what, like, or he was going to be in that wood lot that I was tucked up against the first, you know, the first two days. So again, though, I'm like, oh, I got to go to work. You know, it doesn't matter, anyways. Kind of at that point, you know, I'm like, well, it's cool. All three of them got pictures, all three of them. Go to work and, um, it just kind of so happens where it lays out where I was going to get out. I was going to get out of work and be back home by like 2.30-ish or so. And even still throughout the whole day, I'm like, no, I'm like, don't. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go hunting, you know. The and old, um, The old argument in your head again. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like I'm, I'm not going to go hunting because it's like I sat that spot for two days. It's warm now. It's, it's even warmer than it was the first two days. And... And then I just, you know, again, back in my head again, like, finally, I just got to the point where I said, screw it. Like, I'm going. Like, I was like, all right, I'm I'm running home, grab my camera stuff, and I can still be in the tree plenty, you know, be in the tree plenty early enough. I'm like, screw it, I'm going. So, get back on, and also, too, I'm battling my head because now I I hate sitting in a spot more than once. Now I'm sitting three days in a row. And, um... But I figured, you know, like I said, with I had the big eight and the ten right there, you know, pretty close to daylight in that morning. So I figured they couldn't be too far. And uh, so I was like, all right, I'm going to go back in there. So I go in there and um, deer start trickling out about 530, which I kind of expected is a little bit warmer. So the movement was going to be a little bit later than it has been the last couple of days. And um, I had a couple of does come out and. They were fine eating, you know, doing their thing. And then all of a sudden one just kind of, the old, the old one just kind of perks up and, you know, just kind of starts acting 
where she knows something kind of ain't right type thing. And the wind was, was dead calm that night. So at that point I'm kind of going shit. Like, is my stuff, is my scent kind of drifting around now or what's going on? So she kind of, you know, does one of the things where, she, you know, she's kind of on the edge a little bit, but keeps coming closer to try to get a little bit better whiff or something to like kind of pinpoint whether or not she needs to get out of there. So she ends up coming closer and, Eventually, she kind of ends up settling back down and goes back to Egan. I'm like, all right, oh, that you know, that was close. You know, I was a little thick in my head, like that's not not what I want. Um, so she goes back to Egan, then kind of ends up working off, and uh, so we're rolling around. You know, a little bit later on, I have a couple of our group of does come out, and almost identical same thing happens with a, with a, with another group of does. So at this point. I'm not one to get out of a stand type of thing, but at, at this point, I'm like thinking in my head, like, "Oh God, like, do why, I get out of here? Yeah, why <laughs> like, did I do this? Yeah, I'm like, you know, like basically, like I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna screw things up. <clears throat> These bucks are gonna be somewhere close, and if they do, if they come in, they're gonna do the same thing, you know, just like basically, like kind of play just for a little bit in my head, like, do I just get out of here? And um. So, anyways, I am like, you know, end up, whatever. I'm here. I'm gonna sit it out, and um, so sitting there is a little bit slower than it was the first two nights, but which I kind of expected since it did warm up. And um, all of a sudden, it was probably I don't know, probably six thirty, I guess it would have been. And I look over off to the wood lot, which is to my west, which is where they combine the beans and by my other, by my other stand and camera over there about 800 yards away. There's someone is. I'm just kind of scanning the edge over there. And all of a sudden, you know, I see, I see a buck and it looks like, like, yeah, it looks pretty decent, but you know, so far away, I can't tell exactly. Like, I don't, you know, I'm like, it looks pretty decent, but I don't think it's one, one ones I'm after. And then there's some deer piling out over there. And, um, Meanwhile, I got some more deer kind of trickling in right there in front of me. So I'm just kind of, you know, trying to watch in front of me, but can't kind of keep catching up, keeping an eye over on the edge that wood lot too. And um, so I, and, you know, also I kind of, I looked down the edge of the wood lot and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, there, I'm like, there's Goofy, you know. And one of them deer where you just, you know, you, you can't mistake him for anyone else type of thing. And, um, so he was probably over a quarter mile away from where he was at that morning. I got a picture of him that morning. Um, so he basically, from, from where I had a picture of him in the morning, he was off to the east. I was in the middle, so he pretty much skipped past me and went to another wood lot. So he covered some pretty good ground that morning. Right. Um, so I, you know, I'm like, all right, there he is. And I'm, you know, so at this point now, I'm just like, even though I got deer right here in front of me, I'm still like trying to watch over there. I'm like, oh, it's cool. I get to see him, but probably should have been at our stand, you know. See, he, he wasn't by it, but I would have been, you know, within a hard yards of him instead of eight hard yards. I'm like, probably should have been at our stand. And watching him all of a sudden, I look and there's an artwork that pops out. I'm like, I'm like, well, there's the big eight. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, like, at least I got to see both of these bucks. But again, wrong stand. Should have been the other one. And, uh, um, so, you know, I'm watching them. They're just kind of pushing, so they're pushing each other back and forth. 
and um and whatnot so i see both these bucks and in my head too i'm almost like you know i'm thinking too like well i have pictures of the big tent too so where is he at is there a chance that he's in the little lot that i'm sitting on so you know i was trying to keep tabs on both and you know on both spots and um I happened to look over back over at the other woodlot where Goofy and them are, and for whatever reason, that woodlot or that field just ends up clear. I, mean, I have no idea why. <laughs> not sure. Is you know, obviously, like I know it's obviously not something for me being they're 800 yards away. My wind, you know, like it's it's not for me, but I, don't, I have no idea why. Well, meanwhile, I had a group of does in front of me, also one blows, and they just clear in front of me too. So now I'm going shit. Like, what just well, happened? Yeah, right. It's just like I know, you know, just all of a sudden everything, everything was all calm and fine and everything. They're all eating, and then one just poof blows and they they clear. I'm like, well, if the big time was in this wood lot, he probably ain't coming out now. Is you know what I'm thinking in my head. And then those other ones, they cleared the field over there too. So I was like, well, there's definitely no way that they're come, that those deer will work over this way now. Yeah, I'm screwed. So, okay, so, yeah, so I'm just sitting there at this point going, oh, shit, you know, I got about, a, you know, 45 minutes before dark or, you know, it was almost an hour before dark or so. I'm like, well, you know, that's, I guess I'll just sit it out and, you know, probably see some small blocks and some does will probably work out and that's probably going to be about it for the night. So I'm sitting there and, um, you know, a couple deer come poking back out in front of me and, and then um, I get it. My phone, my phone goes off and it's trail camera picture from my camera that was <clears throat> that's down the fence row over by where those deer were at. And I pull it up and I see two deer running. I zoom in. I'm like, oh, they might be smaller bucks or something. And um, so the first the first two days of season, I would get, if I got a picture of a deer there, they would pretty much be right underneath me in that cut corn about 15, 10, 15 minutes later. Right. So I was like, all right, you know, they're running pat through the camera. I was like, oh, they'll probably be here in about 10, 15 minutes. That's pretty much what they've been doing the first two days. And um, so I'm just sitting there, and it's kind of, you know, getting closer to dark. And all right, come on, you know, are they going to show up? Are they going to hang up somewhere in the middle or what, you know, whatnot? And uh, so I'm sitting there, and also I can, I can hear them kind of, working through that working through the edge of the corn you know hear the corn at least rustling around a little bit and uh out pops up out pops a little buck and then right behind him is uh is the, is the the two and a half year old 10 point from the from the night before i'm like all right cool you know please he you know get to see him again and uh so i just kind of assumed that was the deer i had that i had the picture of and then i can kind of and also i can hear more deer kind of coming through the corn and uh all of a sudden the big eight pops out and i'm like all right shit just got real type thing you know like <laughs> when they pop when they pop out it's they're at 15 yards and um i'm like all right here we go and then i could hear another one coming all of a sudden looking at it's it's goofy he pops out I'm like, I'm like well you're way more you know i'd much rather you than this big eight so pretty much all focus was off the big eight and it was pretty much okay. You know, Goofy's at 15 yards. Let's go type thing. And, um, so he's sitting there and pops out, right. You know, pops out in the brush hot corn. And so I get the camera on him, you know, get my bow in hand and he's just kind of sitting there just eating. 
and um, cameras aren't good. And uh, but when I'm standing up, I have um, a bunch of leaves kind of covering his top half. So you know, in my head, I'm like, all right, well, like just be patient. You got time. You know, he, they're all just out here feeding. No big deal. But then in the back of my head too, I'm thinking about them does earlier that were kind of getting edgy. Yeah, and I'm like. I'm like, all it takes is one of these bucks to get edgy and, and it'd be over with. So I'm kind of sitting there, like, you know, going through my head. And I'm like, well, I think if, you know, if I crouch down, I can get down underneath it. Because, like, when I'm walking at my camera, camera can see him just fine. You know, my camera's usually, you know, about waist, a little bit higher than waist height. So I'm like, if I crouch down, I can probably, you know, get an arrow. And so I'm like, all right, you know, he's still, still in the same exact spot, hasn't moved. Just sitting there eating away and, uh, so I'm like, all right, you know, camera's on, come to full draw, crouch down, and uh, I let it go. And I'm, initial reaction is, <laughs> like, that was a little bit higher than I would have liked type of thing. And um, so he runs out, and, you know, I grab the cameras, pan the camera with him. And he runs out, and he stops, and he's out in the middle of the, in the cut corn. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, so at this point, I'm, scram- I'm scrambling Grabbing, you know, getting another arrow, get the sec, get the arrow knocked, quick range jump, 45. Like, all right, get the camera readjusted again. Starts taking a couple more steps. I'm like, well, you know, he's still right here. You know, I already got one. I got, you know, at this point, I'm like, my initial reaction is I hit him, but I hit him high. But then the way he reacted, I'm like, shit, did I miss him? You know? So I'm like, did I see what I saw or did I not? You know, right, just right. go over him. And um, you're in per, so p- like, pure freak, freak out mode. Yeah, but at the same point too, I'm like, well, he's still, you know, right here type thing. So range on 45, get the camera all set up. He takes a few more steps, so I come back to full draw. I'm like, well, he took a few more steps, so I put my 50, just buried my 50 right on him. Let her rip, and I mean, you couldn't put a better X mark right on where it hit him. <laughs> and he just goes, bar- you know, goes barreling out of there type thing, and. It just, you know, again, uh, you know, come unglued at that point type of thing. And, I, you know, just, uh, I, you know, just basically yeah. like I just freaking pinwheeled them at 50 yards <laughs> is all that was going through my head at that point. And um, so, you know, I'm just jacked as all could be at that. And uh, so what ended up actually happening afterwards, you know, like I do all my camera stuff. I'm celebrating, making my phone calls. Tyler's basically like, all right, I'm on my way. You know, because that's usually when in Michigan, if one of us kill, we'll, we'll live about an hour away from each other. But if one of us kill, we always try to make sure we're there for the recovery, for, you know, filming purposes and stuff, at least. Um, since all the rest of us could be self-filmed, but at least try to be there for the recovery to help each other out and whatnot. Right. Um, so I'm like, all right, you know, well, I'll climb down and I'll go go back to, you know, go back to the house and stuff like that and wait for him to get there. Um, so I climbed down and my first, you know, at this point still, I'm like, don't really know where, what, that, what that first arrow, like, I'm like, did I miss him because the way he reacted or what? So I go down, you know, my first arrow is sitting right there at 15 yards. So I gra- get down, grab it, and it's all, like, fatty residue. So, I, you know, as soon as I grabbed the arrow and I was like, I was like, I backstrapped him. You know, on the on the first one, it's like it just 
I've been there before. I know what that's like. And as soon as I grabbed that arrow, there's just like a fatty feeling. I'm like, it's backstrap for sure. And um, come to find out, and that's what exactly what it was on the first shot, just right through the backstraps. But I knew on the second you, shot. Wait a second. <laughs> you shot him through the backstraps. Mm-hmm. And he ran out to 50, 45 yards. And you were able to get another shot. Yeah. Oh, boy. Did you play the lotto? <laughs> I should have. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that was another thing where it's, that's exactly uh, yeah, that deer was That deer was goofy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm, <laughs> usually you put um, one through the back straps. He's in the next county. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's, I don't know. That's that's where you, again where it comes into play where I did everything like it right, but then it comes down to luck when it comes down to the scenario at the end of it. <laughs> like oh yeah, you you set the trap, you did everything, you did all the homework. Like like I like I said, did you um? Man, you should have been playing some lottery tickets because you're shooting. <laughs> it's been off. Yeah, you, you you you. I've seen you shoot. That ain't. Yeah. You might have that nearsighted eyesight, whatever that that that. I'm no um, optometrist, whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. um, you know the eye doctor's duty, but you might want to get that looked at. Get some of them <laughs> glasses to get that that depth. Yeah. The, you, the only thing I can think of is like on that first shot. So when I came to full draw and I had to crouch and I crouched down, like I'm, so I, I'm, I've always been, I've been really stirring about you know when i come to full draw make sure i come to full draw level so in that way when i do come down it you know basically forces me to bend up my hips the only thing i can think of that maybe the reason why is when i when i crouched when i came to full draw draw and I crouched down to get underneath those branches is that's maybe when i might have more so dropped my arm instead of you know bending bending at the hips like i normally would so it changed my anchor point a little bit. That's the only thing I could maybe think of that, or I just straight screwed the pooch one of the two, you know. <laughs> oh, whatever. It, I don't know. It worked out. Yeah. So. So Goofy, Goofy's down, no? Yeah, there was after that, after that second shot at 50 yards, there was, because even Tyler was like, he's like, are you sure? And there was just not the, you know, he had those shots where he's just, you you know, hundred percent certain. Like, there's not a slightest doubt in your mind whatsoever. It's like I didn't see him go down, but I just knew it was one of those shots where he ain't gonna take it. Yeah, he's small. So, yeah, and um, so obviously I get down and wait for Tyler to go show up there, and uh, you know, get on get on that first blood. And it was one of them things where it's like I could have I could have sprinted to him following the blood trail, and. Um, so yeah, walked up on him, and he's basically everything that I, you know, that I would have thought he would have been, you know. Yeah, he's a beautiful deer. Yeah, I mean, for being for being a you know a messed up side deer, it's, I mean, for me, I've I've, you know, I've I've never I've had some opportunities to hunt some goofy some goofy deer like that, but I've just never had it work out in my favor where it's you know it's all come together on him and. You know, it's like I got plenty of, you know, tons and eights and stuff like that. But well, he's a big, he was a big mature Michigan buck. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Beautiful deer. Congrats again. So what's yeah. next? Oh, I got another one. That that big time. He's he's um he's yeah. So after that one, after that night, I was super nervous after that night type thing because you know going back, going in there and you know recovering goofy and knowing that from that morning had pictures of that 10 that morning like and knowing that he's somewhere probably close again playing that mental game with my head going yeah, yeah. Did, I, did i blow him out that night type of thing we've learned in this podcast you talk to yourself a lot in your head yeah yeah and um so you know i was playing through my head again like shit did i blow him out um the big eight i literally had pictures of him the next day and broad daylight uh over on another camera so i was like well obviously he's not phased even though he just watched his buddy get shot the night before um but the 10 you know you know he's a big he's a bigger deer he's older deer i just you know i always worry in michigan especially because you don't you don't get second chances really i mean if you mess up on a deer there's probably a good chance that that's that's your that's your chance for the year correct so you know i was nervous about him but couple days went on by and he showed back up on camera and, and uh so right then there you know i was like well i obviously didn't screw it up too bad and um so he's gonna be my main focus until further pretty much until the beginning of november and uh he's uh he hasn't skipped a beat yet and actually today he decided he wanted to show up in the same spot where i shot goofy 10 minutes after legal time today so <laughs> it's, it's, there's uh I, it's about to be a tag out uh, I, I can only, i can only hope so <laughs> you know and that's i you know it, ride ride the momentum when you're hot you're hot i mean yeah it's that's kind of one of the things where it's you know even with like earlier this year you know what you know what calls. i what i got out of this i sat in you know, I haven't heard the stories. I saw the pictures and have you know, like I called you yeah. and said, "All right, let's get this, let's get together and let me hear these stories." And what I've gathered is, you know, when we met years back, I knew you were putting your due diligence in and learning from some great hunters, uh, Matt being one of them, yeah. um, and picking up information and listening. Listen, what I gathered is your exit and entry. You've built that area to give yourself that in and out. And then you went and did the same thing in your out-of-state hunt where you focus more on, like, okay, I got to be able to get in and I need to be able to get out of there. Oh, yep. That's... And and I that's, I mean, from where, for me, listening to another hunter that's on a, a high right now, I'm like, okay, yeah, we got, yeah, that exit and entry, man, it's, it's right there at the top of the list. Yeah, pretty I mean, much second on the list behind. Can't kill big deer where big deer don't live. So if they don't live yeah. there, you're not gonna kill big deer there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, especially especially here, you know, it's like I said, you know, you know, you know, just as well as I do, the deer don't don't tolerate near as much as some, you know, some of the other states that we go to. But so it's you got you really gotta dot your eyes and cross your t's when it when it all boils down to. It. I mean. I got a 600 acre farm that I hunt here. And when I first started hunting, you know, I had probably around 10 stands or so on it and whatnot, but 
as I kind of learned to farm more and more, now I have six stands on 600 acres. That's amazing. Just because, just because of the reasoning is, you know, they're big, they're big ags. It's bigger, bigger ag, smaller woodlots, and the woodlots are, aren't very thick. So I got to be very cautious on my ways in and out. I mean, there's spots where I'd love to have stands because I know year and year on I could kill a deer in those spots because I always see a shooter in those spots, but I just know there's no way possible I'd be able to get in and out there without just blowing it out. So, you know, I try to play the patience game a little bit, but that seems and I'm, 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 I'm proud of you, man. I've watched you growing <laughs> and turning into an elite hunter or quote unquote trophy hunter, but yet still respectful of the game. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. So, got the Big Ten in Michigan. Got any more out of state hunts? Uh, yep. So I'll be. I'm really hoping I can hopefully wrap that one up a little bit earlier because I got a Kansas tag, and uh, originally my plan was I'm gonna pretty much do that latter part of October, um, first couple days of November here, and then head to Kansas after that, but. I'd really like to be wrapped up here and then be able to just jump down to Kansas earlier and have more time down there because I've never hunted in Kansas before. Um, I did a trip down there this spring during shed season to kind of get get my eyes on some property and um, some places and kind of go from there. Are you hunt you hunt some public ground or? You yeah, all, up, pu- all public. Did you, you pick up no leads down there when you went down there? Nope. <laughs> I got um, I got one buddy who's he's went there the last two years and he's killed both years, but he's got one of them things where it's he may kind of point me in a direction a little bit, but it maybe not, you know. So it's like I got my I got some spots kind of in mind that I put you know put boots on the ground and whatnot, but I know I'm still once once I get down there, it's all gonna be completely different. And, Okay, have to adjust on the fly type thing. My guy Cortland Skoog, he does a lot of Kansas hunting, and uh, man, he he's been doing it for twenty five years, going down there, and they've killed some giant deer. And this year, they're on pace to some really really big deer, and I'm, I'm excited for them. Yeah, I don't no, know what I'm... I don't know what part of Kansas he goes to. I've never been past Missouri. Well, I went to Iowa, but that's kind of like Missouri. Iowa's right by each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kansas has just been kind of one of the ones on the list, and you know I got plenty. Of, I got plenty of points in Iowa, but my problem is with Iowa is the type of hunter I am. I know when I when I draw an Iowa tag, I'm basically going to want to dedicate be able to dedicate my my season to to there until I kill one. And I'm just having you know the last few years I've just had so much fun jumping these other states and and whatnot so that's why i just i think next year we're getting me and tyler get because tyler will have enough points next year and i think we might try to to jump into iowa next year but um yeah so kansas was always one on the list and finally get try to check her off this year and no ohio no ohio this year uh yeah i'll end up down in ohio too but uh, usually i don't go down to ohio until um, I'll hunt like the first couple of days of gun season here, and then uh, after that, I'll pretty much, you know, things are things get tough here. So that's when that's when I dip down to Ohio and 
and whatnot. So that's their, kind their of gun season doesn't kick in until Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, and plus then their season runs way later than ours too. So you got, you know, if we get some good weather, you always got a good chance later, you know, for some good late season hunting down there too. So exactly. Yeah, it's definitely on my radar. I mean, you know, obviously I hunt with Matt down there, and we got a few bucks. We picked up picked some picked up a match set of a of one that definitely will be on the radar this year, and then we got another one that was. I passed him two years ago when I killed my big one down there. And then he was on our radar last year, but we just never, never gave us any, any kind of hope for opportunities, just pretty nocturnal deer. And, but we know he made it through too. So he's, as long as he's around again this year, he's definitely going to be, he'll be right there at the top guaranteed. <laughs> so well, yeah, I'm fi- yeah, I'm fire, man. And, um, we keep we keep tabs and we're we're excited for you guys and um, I know everybody on our team we keep up and kind of watching you guys because we enjoy your content and um, you know we're, yeah, we appreciate it rooting for the rooting for the home teams going out there and doing their thing and and executing their plans and um, again just to see you growing into a smarter hunter and doing the things that you've been talking about and doing and really putting it together is just like that a boy yeah it's everyone you know it's like you, you always have you always have a plan going into the season you know in your head on how you want things to work but so for some reason it just seems like this year it's just things are kind of clicking <laughs> and you know i mean I, I come out of last year i mean last year i didn't, I didn't kill single deer last year I don't know if it was because from the year before, I mean, I, I came out of a couple, couple really good years. And, um, so then last year I, I almost felt like, I, not like I didn't put in as much work or time or effort, but there was just a little bit of a piece of puzzle. I felt like I was leaving on the table. So the, come into this year, it was basically like, all right, you know, didn't kill last year. And, um, so that's coming into this season, basically like, I, you know, I'm putting everything out there, trying to do everything I possibly can to hopefully, you know, I mean, I don't want to say have my best season ever, but I want to have a good season. And it's, I mean, I've already, I already can't complain. You know, if my season ended right now, I couldn't complain one bit, but. No, still, you're, you're enjoying your season, a lot of season left and you're, uh, yeah. you're out there having it's, fun and. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing better than that, man. You, you're doing a great job and. The content's been really good, and the pictures are amazing, and the stories are good, and you guys just keep doing what you're doing, man. And again, put that, get put those platforms back out there. Where can we, where can you know people listen and find find the rise? Yeah, so um, YouTube, the rise hunt, and then Carbon TV, the rise hunt, obviously, um, you know, and then all the social media is just the rise hunt, also, but. Um, so, so far this year, we dropped Tyler's North Dakota kill um, for segment one. We just dropped mine, my North Dakota um, this like, what, past past week or this week, actually. I don't know. can't remember. But anyways, so both mine, mine and Tyler's North Dakota hunts are out now. Um, we will, the plan is to have my Michigan hunt with Goofy that is supposed to be coming out next week. Hopefully if we 
to get everything all done. But I'm gonna so go, I'm, you know what I'm gonna do? Yeah, I'm going home and I'm gonna watch me some rides. Yeah, no, I've been. It's, uh, it's been um, you know, we 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 had some success down in Kentucky. We had a good time down there. Um, unfortunately, I had uh, the old shoot a deer, big deer. You know, we shot all three shooters off the farm. We did it in 14 days. And unfortunately, my deer was yet not yet to be recovered. So, oh, jeez. Yeah. So we, you know, kind of, kind of been a, kind of been like a, ugh. So I'm trying to get out of that funk and get back into it. And, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a cliche thing to hear that, you know, everyone always says it, but it's true. You do it long enough, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and fuck that. It, you know, <laughs> it, yeah. I don't want to hear that. It, it sucks. I mean, it yeah, does it suck. Sucks it sucks. Fuck. You put the time, effort in, and you put an arrow through an absolute, you know, juggernaut, and you know, and your partners, and you you execute this plan, and it's like, all right, we should be three for three. Check mark, Kentucky done. You know, and but. Angle pout, it is what it is. I will go back, find that deer when the foliage comes down and all that stuff and get back on the wagon and get back out there. Um, you know, things are just going to heat up. I think this weekend should be good, and I think the whole week after that is going to be fire. Yeah, I see. It's like high in, highs in the 40s next week. I like the, I like the weather is perfect, but, I mean, I like the fact that we're getting into the daylight hours are getting shorter. And now is the time where, you know, the rut is just so tough to hunt sometimes. And you could get obsessed with the rut. But these bucks are going to be doing their thing. The big boys and, you know, just like yeah. just like what you set up. This is what we've, we've been doing all the time. We always set it up so that we get in and out. We know where the scrapes are. We're going to do our due diligence. We're going to get in there yeah. and get in front of these deer with the right wind. Hopefully, it's, yeah, hopefully it's we'll get some down nope. and, um. We'll get one down. I could get one down. Kyle's got one down. Dan's got one down. Uh, yeah. Jeremy put his wife on one on film. Nice. A uh, couple of clients are tagged tagged on some big bucks in Michigan already. Um, so we're, you know, everything everything's coming together. You know, the the fat man lost his buck, and but we'll get back <laughs> on it. I've been helping out getting these podcasts caught back up, and it's been super fun. And, you know, we're trying to let these stories flow. I want to hear the stories and, and, and get some education out, man. And I think just if anybody was listening and they listened to your story, hard work, a plan, and beating the battle in your head when you get in that argument in your head and making that, you know, the, you end up on the green gazoo side and not the red <laughs> gazoo side from that's old Jefferson's, I think it was where they gazoo would evil gazoo would tell you want to do one thing. I'm probably getting my cartoon mixed up because I'm getting old and I get shit mixed up. But, um, <laughs> you know, you're, you've been picking the right battle in your head and that's just, I think that just comes with age and experience and, um, Rock on, man. I'm I'm proud of you. We've been on here for an hour and a half, and it seems like we just started talking, so I'm going to let you get some rest. Um, no, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, 
Yeah. Season's just getting rolling as far as I'm concerned. Con- and we got a ton left, so. <laughs> yeah, congrats to you. Congrats to the rise. Um, if Again, if you haven't checked out the content, check it out. Subscribe to the YouTube. Hit, hit them up on Carbon. If you haven't hit our subscribe button, go go there. We're trying to do YouTube a little bit better. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of work to come back to from one direction to another direction. And you guys have conquered the highs and lows of social media, too. That's a whole other podcast back when Dan oh, yeah. did one with Tyler. Yep. Um, so... You Michigan people out there listening, hit these guys, give them the like, hit the like button. These are these are good young guys, good dudes. And you know, with that, congrats. Um, you know, and maybe maybe later in the season we'll have to do another podcast. I mean, if you shoot another two deer, we're doing another one. I know I know <laughs> yeah. Dan's gonna be like, You son of a bitch, you snuck in there and got one done with the cool kid. I'm like, nope, you leave me the switchboard. And um, you want content, I'm getting the content. I ain't going to sit here and wait. Yeah, Tom quit taking his vacations. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick's red hot, man. I'm going to get this one in. So I feel good, man. I got to learn some stuff. I got to absorb your hunts. And I feel like now I'm going to go home, you know, crawl in bed, turn on the YouTube, and now I get to watch the hunts that I just listened and then Man, it's gonna be a good night, and I get some good sleep, and it'll get me inspired. And yeah, take take you know from me that you know, even though there is a failure, you gotta bounce back and and capitalize on it as soon as quick as you can. That's it. It's just we've been not only that did I have a failure, it's just been flat out busy with business of structuring business and handling. Just the, the the daily battle that the United States is battling around with the highest interest rates, and that's a whole nother podcast of <laughs> crap. You know, it's just yeah, right now. That's the, that's the boring life stuff that no one wants to talk about. <laughs> no, no, and that's why we love hunting and chasing trophy bucks. And having that chess match to have these glorious moments of having a conversation and watching and learning. And, and these are majestic animals. And in the, in, in the, to get into their bedroom, I said it the other day, you lay something foreign down on your bed, you're going to see it. I, was, I said it a little ruder on the last podcast, but <laughs> you see something that's not normal in your bed, you're going to see that son of a gun. Like, what the hell is that? Yep. So these deer know. And when you start coming in there and killing four or five-year-old deer and you're doing it in Michigan and, you know, and, 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 and at your age and, and, and everything you've absorbed from the people you've been around, hey, you're a good listener. Keep it up. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's kind of one of the biggest things, too, I can say is I don't care who you are, you... You'll never know everything about these about these animals. <laughs> I mean, every day there's something to learn. Just I don't care how good you think you are, but just keep your ears open and and absorb. Every everyone's gonna have different scenarios, different situations, and you know, just sit back and listen to everyone you can. Yeah, if you if you if you stop learning, you're probably bored. Yeah. You're done. You better, you, you better go take up like golf or crochet or something. Right. 
<laughs> Kyle and um, Skoog Dog were down in Ohio, and we did a podcast with Skoog because he's a former client, still a client. I do his food plots and stuff. This guy's a killing machine on top of, you know, so I'm still learning stuff from him from when he goes to Kansas, he goes to these other states that I don't get to go to. I get to learn from him. Like you're talking about North Dakota and you're talking about slews and stuff. I'm trying to relate to that, how my strategy would be like, all right, he's doing what kind of like, yeah, 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 that's sweet. Yep, I get it, I get it, I get it. You know, you're sitting up in that stupid cottonwood and don't move a muscle, you, so you, you know, you're going to have cramps and, you know, if you drink a beer, you're definitely getting a leg cramp. Um, so I know all this stuff, but I don't know those areas. So I was like, oh, that's sweet, man. I'd love to go try that. So Scoob yeah. and him are coming back from Ohio. And we picked up this piece of ground right before the season, and it's 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 a chore. It's not something that I'm used to. And they went down there and kind of put their input in, and so I'm listening. And I'm listening to Skoog, and I'm listening to Kyle, and they're they're talking about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds right, yeah, huh? So we come up with the conclusion that we're in the money. We should figure this out. Well, there's no fucking deer there. EHD must have killed every mature deer out of there because there's no possible way. And, and I'm not going to do this battle in my head because if they don't show up on camera, because we're hearing about EHD. Yeah. And, and and it's pretty close, but not real close, but it could be closer than we realize. I've been down this rodeo before. It's it's fucked. There's nothing you can do about it. If it, yeah. if it happened, it happened. And it's, it's, it's fucked. And because there's no magic mystery the does are there, the fawns are there, and the little bucks, a few little bucks are there. Within the next that, 10 days, if a mature buck don't show up, there ain't no mature bucks. It's, it's, that's that's relating back to the comment you made earlier. It's num- rule number one. You can't kill a big deer if a big deer is yep. there. Yep. I'm not, I don't have to second guess what we f- first originally set up. I had two extremely good hunters that have killed big deer in multiple states. Back up the whole thing, and they're like, "Bro, it's it's there, it's there. If if they're not there, they're not there." And 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 it's like gonna be like, "Oh, that sucks," but that's part of this chess match and part of this game. And you know, it's hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully, they, the big boys start getting on their feet and. and you know, because it is vast wilderness. It's kind of like an up north wilderness, and it goes on forever, ever, and ever. And, you know, maybe the food sources are deeper in the areas where I'm just not going. I'm not going in them areas. I'm not educated enough to travel the hollers and understand those winds and those thermals. I'm going to yeah, reserve. That's, that, that's tough hunting when you start getting those big hills and big, big woods areas. It's tough hunting. Yeah, we got the does. So next week, over the next week, and and with the does being there and Ohio's legal, there's a lot of corn on the ground. It's going to keep them does on that high ground, high ground, high ground, off the thickets that are down in there. If you don't see a buck on one of them cameras in the next 10 days, it's... Okay. Yeah, yeah. On, on to the next state. <laughs> yeah, we're eating this one because there, there's there's nothing there that I'm gonna want to shoot, nor the guys on my crew, or they're not gonna want to shoot a four point. It just 
it's part of it. And yeah, we we put a lot of time and effort into it and hopefully hopefully it changes the magic yeah. <laughs> part of the seasons here and, and the and the boys should be on their feet. So hopefully yeah, the boys especially. come back in town. Especially with this weather that we got rolling in here, hopefully uh that'll really spark some things up and deer will start hitting the ground for everyone. Yeah. Well they I'm going to wrap it up because otherwise me and you will sit here and rap all night long because <laughs> it's deer hunting and this is what yep. we do. And congrats. Tell the, tell the boys over at the rise. Congrats from top 10. Um, appreciate you guys as always. And you have a great evening. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you as always.